Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello to all of you beautiful, amazing people who are smart enough to listen to this podcast. Welcome back to Real Life Weight Loss. This is episode number 62. And before we get into things, I just want to say a big thank you to all of you who have been posting reviews. There's been a handful of reviews coming in. I'm going to uh, highlight those on a future episode. But to all of you that are taking the like 30 to 60 seconds to post a review, I just want you to know it really means the world to me. Um, when you're when you're making a podcast, it's hard to know if anybody out there is listening or appreciating or understanding. And so two of the ways I know if that's happening is if, number one, you post a review on uh, Apple Podcast or on some other platform. And then the second thing is if you send me a message on, on Facebook or Instagram. And I've also been getting just some really wonderful messages lately. So a big thank you to all of you doing that. I will definitely give you a shout out by name in a future episode. Now, let's get into today. Honestly, this episode is it's kind of different, and I'm really, really excited about it. I know, I know it may sound like a broken record. It's like I'm really excited about every episode, but it's because I am. It's because I, I'm, I'm really pumped about the content that I want to give to you guys. So today, uh, it's not even really, it wasn't meant to be a podcast episode. What I'm actually doing is I'm taking the audio from a live video that I did in my inner circle coaching group. So if if there's something that I'm seeing going on in that coaching group and like there's a topic that's being discussed a lot or there's a uh, something that people are struggling with or, you know, a big obstacle for them, then man, I'll jump in and I'll do some live teaching and coaching on it right there, right then. And so that's what I did with this. And I think everybody in the group found it really helpful and really beneficial. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this with a podcast audience. So it's coming at you. But I want you to know a few things. Number one, the sound quality is going to be a little different because I wasn't talking into a microphone with my normal podcast setup. I was just talking at my phone because it was literally a live video in the private coaching group. And so uh, I just had my phone going and it's just the audio from my phone. Um, the second thing is, uh, there might be here or there, I tried to edit them out, but there might be an odd pause uh, because I was maybe making a face or, or gesturing with my hands. I get kind of animated on video, as you might be able to imagine. So there might be an odd pause here or there. The sound quality is different, but I think that you'll uh, enjoy it regardless. Okay, without further ado, here's the worst thing you can do if you want to or if you're trying to lose weight. Here we go. But what I want to talk about today is weighing. I want to talk about maybe the biggest, the, maybe the most important thing that I want you to take away from this group. Whether you're in this incredible uh, inner circle family for three months or a year or three years or five years or however long, this is probably one of the biggest things that I want you to take away. And that is that the worst thing you can do the worst thing you can do is to get attached to a certain number on the scales. 
I know, I get it guys. Look, you join this group because you want to lose weight. Totally understand. I want you to lose weight too. But there's a difference between taking steps and progressing towards losing weight and getting so attached, emotionally attached to a certain number on the scale that it drives you crazy and you have no peace until you get there and that you're willing to do anything to get there and to make stupid decisions to get there. It's the equivalent of saying, uh, I really want to buy this, this home. I really want to buy this new house, but I can't afford it or this new car, whatever you pick, but I can't afford it. So I'm going to work really hard at my job and I'm going to put in overtime. And then as you do that for a while, you realize, wow, I'm still not making money fast enough and I really want that car. I'm really emotionally attached to that car or that house. So then you decide to go and rob a bank. <laughs> you make a stupid decision to get something that you want. That's what people do over and over again when it comes to their weight. They get really emotionally attached to a certain number on the scale. So then they make stupid decisions to try to get there. They go keto. They do a detox. They do all of these different things that are the equivalent of robbing a bank to get enough money to go buy what you want to buy. They don't work. And even if they work in the short term, in the long term, you're not going to get there. So the solution is, is to let go of that number that we're attached to. So here's the thing, guys. Let me. This all came about because of Jade. I hope you watch this. Jade, you're incredible. And I so love how you're engage with this process and how you're going through. But Jade made a post and she said, Hey y'all, okay, for whatever reason, this week has been so hard to not want to have something sweet after dinner. I'm about to complete my third week in the program. And after the first two, I had lost four pounds. And I was feeling really great and had easily resisted a lot of sweet foods. Now I'm about to finish week three. I gained back three pounds I don't know how, but I feel discouraged. Any advice? So for those of you that have been in the group a while, you know what my advice was. It was like, you're not even supposed to be weighing yet. You're not even finished with three weeks because I ask you guys to only weigh once per month. Um, and then a bunch of different people chimed in. And then Jade asked me to like look at how much, look at the, the plate of food that she had uh, for lunch. She's like, this is a normal lunch. And then she put in a food diary and so forth. So, but this brings back... This brings us back to the whole point. If I had to guess, there's a number on the scale that Jade might be attached to. For a lot of you, there's a number on the scale that you might be attached to. So for so many of us, we get attached to either seeing a certain, there's a certain number on the scale we want to see, or we at least want to see it move down. And we'll make, if we're not careful, we'll make stupid decisions to get there. And I want to walk you through something today. I want to walk you through why this doesn't work and why it will never work, okay? Hear me out. First of all, we weren't meant to be weight watchers, to constantly watch our weight and track our weight. We weren't made to do that. We weren't created to do that. We were made to eat and enjoy food and to balance that out with the enjoyment of activity and all the other things in life. The reason we ha anyone has a weight problem in the first place is because we're out of balance. Our enjoyment of delicious, decadent, indulgent food is not balanced with our enjoyment of wonderful, beautiful, natural food like vegetables and lean meats and things like that. So that's out of balance. Also, 
our food in general is out of balance with our activity. The reason anyone has a weight problem, problem, whatever, the reason anyone is overweight is because they're out of balance in some place of their life. In the food realm, in the food to exercise realm, and oftentimes there's something out of balance for us in some other area of our life, and that's driving our hunger or driving our appetite. So, <laughs> we weren't made to watch the scale all the time. That's one of the biggest reasons I want you to let it go, because it, it's, it, before you know it, it begins to say something about, in your brain, it begins to say more about you than it really should. Because, my friends, you're more than just a number. There's way more to you than what you weigh. And if you don't believe it, just go ask the four or five people that love you most. And they may say, yeah, sure, I really want you to be healthy, but I couldn't care less what you weigh. doesn't matter to me if you weigh 120 or 220 or 310 or 180. I don't care. I love you because there's more to you than what you weigh. But for us, it gets up in our head. And we think, oh, I've got to, the scales have to be moving down or I have to see a certain number. And this sabotages the whole process. So the question is, is why do we go to the scale, right? Like, why do we go step on it and why do we put so much stock in it? And I think there's a few reasons. I think we go to it for encouragement. We want to see it going down. We want to be encouraged. Maybe it's a point in the process or a point in our life where we're like, okay, I'm going to weigh because, man, I want some good news in life. I want to see that thing going down. Maybe sometimes we go to it for punishment. We know we've been bad lately. I've been eating too many sweets. I really didn't do that great this weekend. And then what do we do? Even though your coach tells you, don't do it. Don't go do a punishment weighing. You go step on the scales to assess the damage. When really what you're doing is that bully in your brain just wanting to beat the crap out of you. It wants to beat the crap out of you and go, see, you were bad. You were a bad little girl. You were a bad little boy. You ate all that crap, and you shouldn't have. And you're just, you just step on the scales to punish yourself, hoping that that will be a smack in the face to get you to eat right. That's not how it works, guys. We, don't, we, can't, we can't hate ourselves or beat ourselves up into eating good. You can't, you can't force yourself into eating right and being consistent by beating the crap out of yourself. That's not how it works. Think about it if you had a child and the child was struggling with math, right? So they're in the fifth grade and they're really struggling with their math. Are you going to help them and encourage them and teach them? Or are you going to say, you're so stupid. Why haven't you been doing your homework? God, you just went out and played. You deserve that F you got on the math test. Boy, that's going to help the child, right? But that's what we do with ourselves. That's what we do with ourselves when it comes to our weight. We beat ourselves up. We belittle ourselves. Ah, it's the worst thing. I think we also weigh... <laughs> we'll go to the scale to maybe, hopefully, try to make us feel better when other things in life are not so good. So maybe there's a friendship that's struggling or there's a relationship or maybe things are rough at work. And so... The same way that some of us might hop on Facebook as kind of a distraction, some of us will go to the scale and think, oh, I, it's like deep down in our subconscious, we just want some good news in life. I just want a little dab of good news because this other stuff is stressing me out so bad. So we hop on the scale hoping that it'll be something light and fun, no pun intended, something good, some good news for us. I think that's another reason we go on the scale. Another reason we go to the scale, and these are things, reasons 
reasons we go to the scale, I should say, maybe when we shouldn't, okay? So uh, another one, maybe the last one, is we step to the scale to make all of this worth it. Man, I just want a way to, because I've been busting my tail, and I just want to make sure all this is working and it's worth it because I'm killing myself. So I just want to make sure it's all worth it. If what you're doing with your exercise and nutrition isn't sustainable, it's not worth it. Because even if you even if your weight goes down, even if you get to a number that you like or you love or you get to that magical number, it doesn't matter because you're not going to stay there, my friends. You're not going to stay there. So if you go to if you go to the scales to kind of validate yourself of all this effort you put in the last week and everything you said no to and all that stuff, just to validate you, just to make sure, okay, I just want to make sure all this effort and everything, it's worth the time and energy and effort that I'm putting in because if the scale's not going out, well, by golly, I'm not going to do it. Uh, it's like shooting yourself in the foot. It's, it's, it's like the garden analogy that I use. You work so hard, you get the soil ready, you maybe you plow it up, you till it up, and you put fresh soil in, and you and then you get your plants ready and you put your plant your seeds and you put fertilizer and day after day after day you water it and you water it and you water it and you water it. And then ten days later nothing's happening. It just looks like a bunch of semi-wet dirt. And you have no idea what's going on below the surface. So then you say, screw it, and you stop watering it and you plow it all up and you've just destroyed all of the progress that was being made from all that hard work you put in. The scales tell you such a small part of the story. And Lisa Dunn and I think Kimberly, Kimberly did a different method, but uh, Kim Whitehead and Lisa Dunn both just had uh, body scans done that show their body fat percentage. It shows their bone mineral density. It gives so much more information. If I had a choice, all of you would never step on the scale. You would get your body fat percentage and a blood test every six weeks because that tells the story. Then we see what's going on with your cholesterol and your triglycerides and your blood sugar. And we see with a body fat percentage, we see what's going on with how much muscle mass you have and how much body fat you have. Imagine this. You step on the scales to make sure everything's working for you. And if you started strength training, if you started working out some, and if you're eating more protein, you've probably gained muscle mass. So let's say you step on the scales after two weeks of really working hard, and it only shows you lost one pound, just one pound. And so you are so frustrated and so aggravated. But then if, let's pretend that we did a, a body fat test, right, at that same time. So you've been working hard and busting your tail for two weeks, and you're eating more protein and more veggies, and you're working out hard, and you're doing all this stuff. So you've really been putting effort in, and you step on the scales to make sure all of it is worth it. And you just lose one pound and then you decide it's not worth it. So screw it. I'm going to quit and I'm going to eat chocolate cake all weekend because this is so stupid. Well, first of all, that's great. How, you know, you're just going to throw it all to the wind because you think one pound's not worth it. But let's say we do a body fat percentage test on that same day. We do a body weight scan, uh, excuse me, a body fat scan on that same day. So you only lost one pound. But then we find out that in the past two weeks, actually what happened is is you lost three pounds of fat and you gained two pounds of muscle. Do the math. Three pounds down, two pounds of muscle means on the scale you just see a one pound loss. But you gained two pounds of muscle and you lost three pounds of fat. That's a five pound swing towards the body that you want. 
That's a five pound swing towards health. That's a five pound swing towards more metabolism. That's massive. That's incredible. Amazing. Now, if you were doing some crappy diet that didn't try to make sure you maintained your muscle mass and make sure you maintain your metabolism, then you might have lost five pounds in that two weeks. Uh, Katura, Katura talked about this in the last coaching call. She, this was before she ever got into this group. She said, I lost seven pounds and I was so excited about losing that seven pounds. And then I went and had a body fat scan done and I realized that all seven pounds that I lost was muscle. She had lost zero body fat and she had lost seven pounds of muscle. That is not good. That is not good. Katura shared that story on the last coaching call. So guys, the scales tell such a small part of the story. So number one, please understand. I'm going to bring this together. I'm going to wrap this up. Please understand the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is to get attached to a certain number on the scale. Number two, we were not made to be weight watchers. We were not made to constantly watch and track our weight. I don't believe that's how God intended us to live our life. You're so much more than a number on a stupid little machine. There's so much more to you. Now, does that mean we just abandon it and we just eat whatever we want? No, not at all. Not at all. Because the thing is, guys, here's the thing. I'm not just asking you to stop weighing. I'm asking you to stop weighing and start doing the things that will help you lose weight, that will feed your health, that will make you have great energy, that will help you to have muscle mass and great bone density and lower blood sugar levels and lower cholesterol levels. I'm asking you to stop weighing and to start doing all the stuff that is incredible for your health and that will help you lose weight. And the reason I'm asking you to stop weighing is because that is the very thing that will derail you because so many people, probably you, put way too much stock into that machine because it's the only machine we have to tell us how we're doing. It's the only machine we have to grade ourselves. And instead, I want you to grade yourselves based off of the actions you're taking day to day to day to day. And the people who are in this group for so long that have had incredible success, Jackie, Kathy, Debbie Allen, Kevin Rivera, Amy Rivera, Kim, Kim Whitehead, the list goes on and on and on and on. And there's so many more of you, I'm forgetting people, and there's so many of you that are new to this group that are already starting to attach to this. But the people who have been in this group a long time, Susan Moriarty, all of you, they've bought into this. They have, they've drank the Kool-Aid and they're like, okay, I'm just going to do the stuff that Corey says that I know is good for me and I know it makes me feel good and I see it when I go get my physical and my blood test and I'm just going to use the scales as a secondary thing. I'm just going to step on them every now and then. Those people drank the Kool-Aid. Those people bought into, I'm going to focus on the actions and then I'm just, I'm not going to focus on the scales. That is liberating. It is freeing. It is, makes the process so much more fun. I promise. So, the worst thing you can do is get attached to a number. You are not made to be a Weight Watcher. And if we're truly honest, truly honest, whatever. If we're really honest, there's reasons we go to the scale. We go to the scale for encouragement. Maybe we go to the scales to punish ourselves because we've been a bad boy or a bad girl and we think that'll somehow motivate us. We go to the scales to make us feel better when everything else in life is bad. So maybe this will be some good news and I'm down a pound or two. And we go to the scales to make sure it's all worth it when actually the scale gives us such a tiny, 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 tiny glimpse into what's really happening with our body. 
And here's the thing, guys. The truth, the truth is, is you don't really want a number. That number on the scale doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. What you want is what you think will come with that number. So let that sink in. Let's say your number is 140. I'm just making things up, okay? Let's say that number is 140. 140? You don't even know what 140 means. You don't even know what 140 pounds feels like. You've probably never picked that up in a gym. But in your mind, there's something attached to 140. You think 140 will bring happiness to your life. Man, when I get to 140, that'll make me happy. You think 140 will bring confidence. I'll be confident. Once, once I'm at 140, I'll be confident. You think 140 will bring a certain appearance to your body. I can't tell you how many times people say, I just want to lose this last 10 pounds so I can get rid of this around my waist. You may lose 10 pounds and that stuff around your waist is still there. You may lose 15 pounds and your thighs don't look incredibly different than they did. There is no guarantee that a certain number off the scales will make your body look a certain way. We look at way too many pictures of people on Instagram and Facebook and think, ooh, if I could just get down to 140 or whatever, then I'll look that way. That's bull crap. <laughs> so we think that number, we attach something to it and we think it'll bring something. We think it'll bring happiness. We think it'll bring confidence. We think it'll make our body look a certain way. We think it'll make us feel beautiful. We think that 140 will bring us whatever our life had the last time we were there. So maybe when you first, maybe when you graduated college, life was wonderful and you were just riding high. Or maybe when you first got married or right after you had your first kid or whatever, life was incredible. It was amazing and you loved it. And so in your mind, that life you had is connected to 140. And you think, even though it's not consciously, that getting back to 140 will bring that life to you again. I don't know. I don't know which one of these is true for you. But <laughs> the thing is, guys, is that number, there's nothing magical about it. And everything that you want, the happiness, the confidence, the feeling beautiful, the all that stuff. You can have all those things now because that all comes from right here. Your confidence isn't based off of how your body looks. Look at Oprah Winfrey. Look at Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey has never looked anything close to a uh, Victoria's Secret swimsuit model. Now, I'm not hating on Oprah, okay? But Oprah Winfrey has struggled with her weight for forever. And I would argue she's one of the most confident people on the planet. She built a multi-billion dollar business around herself and herself being on camera. Confidence doesn't come from how you look. Confidence comes from inside you. Feeling beautiful doesn't come from how you look on the outside. Feeling beautiful comes from inside you. So, sorry, I know I'm getting a little deep this Sunday morning. We're going to weight loss church. <laughs> so, I'm going to wrap it up. But, um, if you think about it, it's the exact same with celebrities, right? How many times have you heard a story from a celebrity who has said, who they, they achieved this amazing peak of celebrity success. Like they were known throughout the world. They had everything. They had millions of dollars. They could buy anything they wanted. Everybody knew their name. Everybody thought they were amazing. And what happened? They fell into a deep depression because they got everything they ever wanted. And they realized it didn't make them happy. They realized it didn't bring what they thought it would bring. And so they fell into this deep depression realizing, wow, those are things I have to cultivate for myself and nothing I achieve will ever bring that. 
That's why I always tell people, guys, especially people that come to me who want to achieve a certain type of body, if you're not happy now, you won't be happy then. If you're not happy now with that little bit of fat on your thighs, you won't be happy when all that fat's gone. If you're not happy now with a little bit of fat on your stomach, you won't be happy when you can see your abs. If you're not happy now, you won't be happy then. Just go ask those celebrities who achieved that m m huge worldwide success. 140 won't bring happiness. And if the more you get attached to it, the more you'll do stupid things to get there. And then you're just in a you're just chasing your tail, you're chasing the wind, and you're never going to get it. And even when you do get it, it won't be fulfilling and it'll be fleeting. It just slip, it slips right through your hands. So, stop weighing. <laughs> and start doing the very things that will give you more energy, give you better health that will make the scales go down over the long run. And you will have so much more peace and enjoyment during this process. And I promise you, we'll be here for you and we'll coach you every step of the way. All right, my friends, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You got a little peek inside of my inner circle and some of what goes on in there, some of the coaching. That's just a tiny little snippet of stuff. But I hope it was beneficial. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll share it with someone if you think they'll enjoy it and benefit from it. And as always, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I absolutely love to hear from you. Don't ever hesitate to shoot me a message on Instagram or on Facebook and definitely post a review if you like. And if you ever want more information about my Inner Circle Coaching Group, well, just message me about that as well. So I'm signing off. Remember, I don't need to say it again, but remember, there's more to you than what you weigh. And losing weight, oh my gosh, it's really about just having a ton of energy and living life and gaining life and enjoying life like you never have before. So take care of yourself, my friend. God bless. Bye-bye.